0: March has arrived, and you know what that means. The madness can't be too far behind. Hello, and welcome to Aztecs All In, the podcast that is extremely well-titled because, well, we go all in on San Diego State sports. I'm Lewis Wiener, along with Steve Perez, two SDSU alums and season ticket holders who just love our Aztecs just like you. So let's welcome in my brother from another mother, the always charming Steve Perez. Hey, Steve, how are you today?
1: Oh, you know, just chillin', not having a bud. What's up? (laughs) All right.
0: (laughs) What's up, man? What's What's up? It's cool. Uh, What's up? (laughs) What's up? Coming up up. with this edition of Aztecs All In, episode forty one. Time to plan for football season as the Aztecs release their Aztec Fast 2024 Sean Lewis coached football schedule.
1: I don't know about you, Lewis, but I myself am absolutely on tenterhooks over that big season opening matchup against Texas A&M Commerce, the Lions. Rock it on your (laughs) calendar right now. It's August 31st, a Saturday.
0: Yes, and that wild and crazy Mountain West Basketball Conference. But, Steve, we start with the release of the Aztecs football schedule, which includes 12 games evenly divided, six at home and six away. The past few years, there have been seven Aztec home games, but not this year. And that's one of the reasons that we know season ticket prices were rolled back a few months ago. So you've gotten a look at it. What are you thinking of uh, the upcoming football season? Aztec fast,
1: Steve. Well, I... I know this. First of all, did you know that seven of the Aztecs' 11 FBS opponents made a bowl game a year ago, and they ran into a parcel of teams that had made a bowl game the year before, and they didn't end up so well at the end of the season. So that's my first take on this schedule.
0: Yes, but new coach, it is not the Brady Hoker. It is the sean lewis era
1: like what are you gonna do you gotta get a new coach because you can't get rid of all the players you you know it's not like anybody in the administration or in in the athletics department or at the actual university institution themselves are gonna say okay we screwed up we're all gonna leave we're gonna replace all of us and then we're gonna try to see what happens no Well, that's, yeah,
0: I can't argue with you there. I
1: mean, the the, the one point about that is everybody there kind of had a hand in everything. So why not sort of, you know, what do they call it? Uh, Accountability. That's that word I've heard tossed around. Accountability. (laughs) Ah, Yes, But I digress. Let's get back into the football, shall we? Yeah, let's get
0: back to the schedule. The Aztecs host Oregon State and Washington State. Oregon State on September 7th. And Washington State on October 26, and in preparing for the football season, Steve, Coach Sean Lewis has some interesting advice for fans.
1: I like it. Let's hear it.
2: Yeah, get there early, get your refreshments from the concession stand, and get your butts in your seat so you can see the game so you don't miss anything. <laughs> but I mean, it's going to be fast-paced, it's going to be explosive, it's going to be exciting. Yet it's still going to be disciplined and it's still going to be tough, right? We're not going to lose that blue-collarness and that toughness um, about who we are and what we're about, and being able to roll up our sleeves and, and win the game in a lot of different ways. But. Yeah, get there early, get get your popcorn or whatever it is that, you know, you enjoy while you watch the ball game and then get in the seats. I know there's a lot of fun entertainment areas that you can hang out at at Snapdragon, but do that before the game and then get, your, get in your seats and be quiet while we're on offense and be really, really loud while we're on defense.
1: Yeah, you got to love this attitude from Coach Lewis. It's kind of like the way I used to drive when I was younger. Get in, sit down, shut up, hold on. So we will be holding off for dear life next season as this Aztec fast unveils.
0: Yeah, and his advice is interesting, Steve, because you know the last two seasons of, you know, the first two seasons of the stadium being open, that once the game kicks off, many people are not in the stands. They remain in the clubs and out and about. So I think his message is sit down, fill that stadium and make it look like there are a lot of people there.
1: Well, I don't know if, that will ever happen. We shall see in any San Diego area sports team because even at Viejas, which is all sold out in every game, there's still a fair number of people who are still arriving. Maybe they get caught in the traffic, or maybe they are waiting for their fancy dinner or their, you know, their hot dog and their and their brewski. But either way, even. That just seems to me, as long as I can remember going to San Diego games, whether it's the Aztecs or professional sports, that crowd sort of meanders on in. We shall see about that.
0: Yes, we shall see. Well, let's go through the schedule for those who haven't heard yet. As you mentioned, August 31st, Texas A&M Commerce, not the real Texas A&M, the other Texas A&M then you've got Oregon State at home. Wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, wait. wait. I don't want to let these Lions get away without a couple of remarks, and this is the first one. Yes, the yep. Lions. One and nine last season, and sixth in the Southland Conference. Okay, you may proceed.
0: Okay. Uh, Oregon State, of course, they lost their uh, head coach, who went to, I uh, can't remember, but he left. They have a new head coach. And then uh, at Cal, Steve, so we've got two uh well, what one Pac-2 opponent, and then what is now an ACC opponent, Cal out of the ACC, which sounds very strange.
1: And the Bears, as people who follow such things know, they were six-seven a year ago, and they made their first bowl game appearance in a few years, and we get to wish them well playing in. Whatever the wherever conference somewhere back east, thanks to the great work of those running the so-called Conference of Champions. Great job, guys. We wish those Bears, the Bears, Cal. The bears. well.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then comes a bye week, an early bye week, Saturday, September 21st. Uh, the first of two buys that the Aztecs will have before conference season even starts. And we could argue whether or not that's a good idea or not, but it is what it is. Then, following the bye week, the Aztecs, Steve at Central Michigan. What do you have to say about Central Michigan?
1: The Chippewas of the Mid America Conference, five and seven last season, fourth in the MAC. Gonna be a tough game because they do love their football in the Midwest.
0: They sure do. Then we get Hawaii here at home on the 5th of October.
1: Oh, Hawaii, huh? Never been. No. I was meant to go there one of these days.
0: <laughs> that's and that's a home game. Mm-hmm. Good. Aztecs good. will then travel uh, to Wyoming for their second conference
1: game, visiting the yeah, Cowpokes, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, complete that's with Barrelman, although if yeah. the weather's so no, cold, no, no, I don't know if no, Barrelman no. Barrel will show up. I do not believe Barrelman makes an appearance at these games, but uh, the notes on that one, it's their first venture to Laramie. Since they won the 2016 Mountain West Conference Championship and defeated the Cowboys, that were led by that uh, now starting quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, and ended up winning that game 27 14. That was, you know, that was a good road win for uh, the conference championship by the Aztecs.
0: Yes, of course, you're talking about Josh Allen. Of the mm-hmm. Buffalo oh, yeah. Bills. Good quarterback. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh then there's another open date, another buy. That's October nineteenth. And then uh San Diego State will come home to uh host Washington State. Anything about the uh Washington State team, Steve?
1: Nah I got nothing. I really pretty much <laughs> spewed <dispute> all my <laughs> Except wait a minute. Didn't you didn't you say before we went on that uh that conference uh of two because we're we were talking about what after these next couple of years of this schedule that's accommodating Washington state and Oregon state into the members of the Mountain West uh and that reduces the number of games that the Mountain West teams are playing against themselves but they get to play all the Mountain West guys right. uh what 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 then what then for that yeah conference the teams will the- play
0: seven conference games this year rather than 8 Of course, the change is being made to accommodate Oregon State and Washington State, who, of course, need opponents following the implosion of the Pac-12. So the Beavers and the Cougars will play six Mountain West teams apiece, and it's only this season. So who knows what will happen after this season? So we'll have to see.
1: But didn't you mention that they had hired somebody to um, help forge a new path ahead? for the they did. remnants the of this conference?
0: They The pac or the Pac-2 just hired a new commissioner, and of course uh, Washington State and Oregon State have all that extra money now right. that they ha- are going to be able to keep somewhere in the you know neighborhood way, of- I, don't,
1: I don't know why they didn't hire the same guy that was in charge of the Conference of Champions. He did such a up job. I mean, I mean, yeah. If you ever want to, like, help implode a conference, just like, you know... <laughs> In a matter of a couple of weeks of of hubris and uh, what are the other words I'm looking for? Well, let's just let hubris. Well, the problem with
0: with George Klyavikov is (laughs) ESPN offered the Pac-12 thirty million dollars, and then some of the school presidents said no, we want fifty million, and Klyavikov didn't argue with them, and he went with fifty million, and ESPN just sort of said uh, goodbye. And that sort of ended that, and when it all ended, uh, nobody wanted the Apple deal, and it just blew up.
1: Yes, it did. It blew <laughs> It blew something, so.
0: It did. But enough about that. That That's Correct. all. Correct. We're uh, going on now.
1: Yeah, we we'll are yeah. on into this conference championship road game. Not a conference championship road game, but that's Boise State is the conference champion. They are defending. The blue turf. Yeah, and the Aztecs will go there November the 2nd. And we know how the game last year went. It was one of those back-and-forth-couldn't-get-their-running-back-on-the-ground kind of games that the Aztecs lost at Snapdragon Stadium. And that, that loss in that conference game, in the conference opener, just seemed to set the Aztecs up for a year that could have gone a different path if they had figured out a way to dig down deep and pull that one out.
0: Indeed. That has followed September I'm sorry, November 9th against New Mexico. The formerly uh, Rocky Long coached New Mexico Lobos will be here at Snapdragon on November 9th. Then the Aztecs traveled to UNLV, which had a very good season last year. And then uh, another road game at Utah State, Steve.
1: Oh Wait, wait, wait. But back, back to this UNLV game, they'll be, be playing that one in the same stadium that they had the Super Bowl game in just recently.
0: That's true. Alliance
1: Stadium, uh, yeah. Uh, who won that one? I can't remember.
0: I don't recall. It? It's really? not. And who, <laughs>
1: and who did they defeat? I can't. I can't remember uh, that either. Anyway, nah, moving on. But that'll be <laughs> an interesting road game. You know, people can point to uh, checking out a if they couldn't afford the very high scale ticket prices at that stadium in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. It, it is an opportunity to make a road trip and and check it out on November the sixteenth.
0: Yeah, always fun roadie to uh, Las Vegas. Then uh, traveling to Logan, Utah the next week, November 23rd, against the Aggies. Anything on the Aggies, Steve?
1: Just that that basketball team they have this year is a juggernaut. <laughs> and wrong wrong until, sport. Till that season wrong. is over, <laughs> I will not speak the word Aggies until the, you know, Except I hear that they played in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. (laughs)
0: As we did years back, I do recall. Uh And the Aztecs finish up the regular season, November 30th, with a home game against uh, Air Force and the triple option. Always fun to watch. uh, Not always fun to play.
1: Well, that will be a true test, I think, of Aztec fast because – the aztec defense will have to play fast and run fast to catch up to that option cuz it really has a way of grinding you down and not they do an incredible job of disguising who is actually going to get the ball and sometimes if you're not careful you're running downfield looking at a couple of pounding thunder thighs heading into the end zone on the part of uh, the opposition the the air force who fly pretty low to the ground with that option on the on the ground?
0: Air Force, actually, yes. always fun game. It's always a uh, it's always a pretty competitive game against uh, Air Force, and if San Diego State can uh, throw the ball all over the place, then it really won't matter if uh, if uh, you know Air Force runs up and down the field because the Aztecs will be able to score more points, right?
1: Well, in that sort of a case, that's going to be another question, and that will probably delve into more as the season progresses but when you have a team like that running a ground game that holds on to the ball for long periods of time and does drives of 10 plays plus then your defense stays on the field a long time and has a tendency to get a little bit gassed and then you come back on offense and you've got this Aztec fast where we won three or four plays five six and maybe you score maybe you don't that puts your defense back out there and that's pretty much how air force has been able to establish, you know, this winning record in recent years against San Diego State. That's been the, f- the formula. So if they're going to break that, San Diego State's going to have to run something more of a ball control oriented Aztec semi-fast. I don't know. We shall see though. It's, it's yes. re- interesting to think about.
0: And one final note about the uh football schedule no old oil can battle this year San Diego State will not play Fresno State San Diego State and Fresno State they played their first game back in 1927 and they had been on each other's schedule every year since 2011 except for the 2020 game that was canceled Uh but uh, so uh, Fresno State not on the schedule which is disappointing because I consider that sort of a rivalry game
1: Sure. Something had to give, though, with these two other teams coming in uh, and having to be accommodated in the schedule. And in this case, it was Fresno State. That's the downside. On the upside, the Aztecs keep to keep the coveted oil can, the old oil can, for one more season.
0: They do. And before uh, we move on to basketball, Steve, any final words on the schedule?
1: I say it looks like good season tickets are still available so if you go to com and do a search for that and there, there's a pricing chart there too so that's the other interesting element of all this because one of the reasons that this due coach was hired was because of this restive fan base that was calling out for a, a new uh, direction which they have now taken Now, having gotten what they wanted, it will be interesting to see if the community responds by getting more behind the Aztecs on a regular season ticket holder basis.
0: Yes, sir. And we shall see how that goes. All right, Steve. Thanks. Let's move on to basketball. Sure. Steve, while the Aztecs have lost some tough conference games on the road this season, the one thing they haven't done is suffer a bad loss either on the road or at home. And that is still the case after San Diego State beat San Jose State 72-64. Just how bad a loss would that have been? Well, currently the Aztecs sit at number 18 in the NCAA's net ranking. And San Jose State, well, they sit 219 spots below. But credit the Aztecs for making free throws down the stretch to put out a tough-fought six-point win. Looking at the stats, it's hard to believe that this game was really close. The Aztecs were favored by 21 and a half points, and while they did stretch the lead to 17 in the second half, credit San Jose State and its own defense for keeping this game close. If I said before the game, the Aztecs would commit just six fouls and just two in the first 33 minutes, then make 17 of 22 free throws and hold the Spartans to just one of two from the line for the entire game, you'd think the Aztecs would have run away with this game. But that certainly wasn't the case. According to the UT's Mark Ziegler, it was the fewest number of fouls the Aztecs have committed in a Division I game since at least 1996 and perhaps ever. Jaden Ledee had one of his best games of the year with 27 points on nine of 16 shooting and 11 rebounds. And after the game, coach Brian Dutcher called Ledee a first team All-American. So while the game was close throughout coach Dutcher said he was still really happy with how the team played we Played good
2: basketball today. I mean the first half defensively was as good as we can play and that carries over from the last game. But, uh, we know how good San Jose is, and we don't worry about their record. Uh, we worry about what we say, what we see when we watch tape on them, when we study them. And the first game, we knew they were good, and they put 78 on us, and we beat them 81-78. And then this game, we did a really good job defensively. They scored 64, and uh, that wasn't enough to beat us. We had enough offense to, to get past them. They did a good job of mixing man and zone. And I just thought they hit a lot of really contested, tough threes, and the three wasn't really going in for us. We made five, but I thought we had enough open ones to make two or three more, and that might have been the difference. You know, I thought Lamont had some open ones that didn't go in. Micah had some open ones that didn't go in. Uh, I thought Darion turned down some open looks. He was 0 for 3, so I think he quit shooting them and tried to drive the ball, which is a good idea. But sometimes when you're wide open, you have to make an open 3 too. And so – Uh, We made just enough to win. We had, I think, 25 baskets, 18 of them assisted. So we're playing the right way. We're sharing the ball. Uh, We ran some good zone sets to get layups against the zone. Uh, But they're scrappy, and they're good. Tim Miles is a good coach, and so most people will say, well, you should have won by more than you did. We're just happy we won. Incredibly, the Aztecs'
0: six-point win at home to a team that has won just nine games all season was just the fourth most exciting of the five Mountain West Conference games that night. Utah State survived at Fresno State in overtime after hitting a half-court shot at the buzzer in regulation. Nevada hit a last-second three to win at Colorado State, and UNLV won in overtime at Wyoming. The Aztecs now sit at 11-5 and five and in third place in the conference behind Utah State and Boise State, with a bye this weekend and still an outside chance of grabbing a portion of the regular season title. Coach Dutcher says it was just a typical night in what's been a wild, wild Mountain West.
2: Well, another active night in the Mountain West, wasn't it? I happened to see the last shot of regulation at Fresno, Utah State, Utah State hit a double clutching three pointer to send it to overtime. They've made great plays down the stretch and that's why they're in first place. Uh, I think Lucas hit a banked in three from half court to beat Colorado State and we're fortunate it didn't happen to us. It's incredible, I mean, it's every, every game is just really close. I mean, UNLV went to Wyoming and that went overtime, you know, and so you're not safe against any opponent in this league. And whether it's Air Force a week ago winning at New Mexico or beating Vegas or uh, uh, you've got to avoid the tough loss. So the separation between the top and the bottom is very small.
0: Only the top five teams will get a first round bye in the Mountain West Conference Tournament that starts on March 13th at the Thomas and Mac in Las Vegas. And that means two really good teams will have to play in the first round with the extremely difficult task of winning four games in four days to win the tournament. Right now, those two teams are New Mexico and Colorado State. The Aztecs' next opponent, UNLV, is currently the fifth seed. Right now, many bracketologists have six Mountain West Conference teams making the NCAA tournament, but UNLV is not one of them. So if the Rebels somehow go on to win the Mountain West Conference tournament, that would really cause some craziness for the NCAA tournament selection committee. The Aztecs have won six straight against UNLV and 11 of the last 12, and five of six in Vegas. So Coach Dutcher knows just how tough that game is going to be.
2: It's going to be hard at Vegas. We know that. They're playing really good basketball. I don't know if they won eight out of nine or seven out of eight, but they're playing good basketball. So it's going to be uh, uh, a great environment in there, and I'm glad we have a bye week. We'll work on some stuff. We'll get better, and Uh, There's some stuff we have to work on. We haven't had time to work on. Situational stuff. We need a, a couple new plays to get a late three, you know, full court plays that we need to spend time on in this bye week. Get us ready for tournament time, both Mountain West and NCAA. And this is a good time to work on some of those situational things.
0: So, Steve, it was yet another home win for the Aztecs. Their 20th straight, which is the third longest streak in program history. The record is 29, dating back from November 2013
1: to February 2015. Lewis, I'm trying to evolve past non-constructive criticism, so I'm just going to agree and conclude that everyone involved in this college basketball diversion has done their best, including the Aztecs. And I still love that phrase, well, they lost, but it wasn't a bad loss. I guess that's what the French consoled themselves with after being overrun by the Nazis in World War II, huh? Well, we lost, but eh. Sorry. If March Madness is madness, what would you call the final week of men's basketball games in February in the Mountain West? The February Follies? Before we leave that last little bit about all the cray-cray games in the Mountain West, there is this one. Where the Fresno State Bulldogs had a chance to do a fellow State University in California a solid by figuring out a way to close out that game Tuesday night at home against Utah State. Instead, and incredibly, after a holding a lead with seven and a half seconds left in regulation and Coach Hudson telling his guys to foul after the second bounce, no one executes. Instead, Utah State's Darius Brown, the second, banks in a contested three to tie it and the Aggies pull away in overtime. Instead, we are here. For the Aztecs, that means still one game back in the lost column, two to play, and can only get mired into an endless sea of tie-breaking scenarios for the Mountain West tournament seedings. So, Lewis, we look at this San Jose State game as one against a pesky foe with seven players of European background on the squad, and they've played the Aztecs tough at home and Viejas. And we can say, well, the Aztecs bench is improving as witnessed by the play of their guys now coming from off the bench like Elijah Saunders. Scoring 10 points in his 22 minutes, none more important than an instinctive dunk that came off a dish by Darion Trammell with less than a minute to play. San Jose State was on a late rally and out of a timeout, Dutcher had called a play with a slightly different scenario. And Ladie was the go-to guy. But with Jaden LeDee drawing the double team that left Tremell with the ball and driving, rather than trying to muscle up a contested shot, he finds Saunders all alone moving toward the basket for a slam. It brought the house down, pushed the visiting team just far enough away to minimize any last-second heroics. Here's Saunders and Dutcher on that play that was just purely by instinct, and it was because they practiced it a lot.
3: Actually, the play was completely broken. Uh, DT <laughs> had to come get the ball. He drove baseline. I saw my man go, so I knew the room was open. When I saw that the play wasn't going to be ran I was supposed to, and DT came and got the ball, um, and, he went, and he drove baseline, you know, I saw, my, I saw my defender leave me, and um, you know, I just saw a wide-open lane, so I cut and just finished it
2: something we work on every day. You know, guy goes baseline, you drift to the corner, and you cut the slot because one guy can't guard both of them. And so when Elijah's man came over to help, he made the slot cut and was wide open for the dunk. And it's it's what everybody does, but you have to have a guard that can find him, and Darion found him in stride for the dunk. And so that was a critical, critical play, you know, out of a timeout to to move the lead from four to six.
1: So at this point in the season, Lewis, Good time for a weekend night off. This many games in the season, everyone powering through on nights when maybe they're a little stiff from something or not at their best for a myriad of other reasons, the team still manages to find a way to keep improving at the right time of the year. Here's Ladie and Saunders addressing both those topics postgame with just two games left, that big road game against UNLV and at home against the team above them in the standings in Boise State.
3: I feel fine. I mean, uh, I've been in, you know, in there every day, getting my treatment, making sure my body's right, uh, getting my extra running in, you know, the extra conditioning and, you know, just staying, keeping in the present moment really. So I'm going to be all right. We compete in practice every day and we know, you know, most teams are going to be trying to be physical and be rough or whatever. So I think, you know, we just executed the game plan. I think we're trending up right now and everything we're doing in terms of defense and rebounding and, playing together, connect. Just kind of taking after last year's team. Like, guys, if it's your night, it's your night. If it's not, <clears throat> you know, it might not be your night uh, that night. But just staying ready, um, you know, not letting a bad game or your your minutes weren't what you thought they were going to be. You can't let that affect um, how you approach the game or the minutes you get. So, you know, this game I had whatever many minutes. Next game I might have half the minutes I had this game. So. Um, you know, whatever minutes I get, just try to impact uh, winning. Myself, you know, coming off the last break we had, um, you know, we need to be more prepared this time. You know, at Colorado State, um, you know, we had had that break. And then going into that game, um, you know, me, myself, myself, you know, I don't feel like I was as ready as I needed to be in that game. So just um, keeping our foot on the pedal, even though we have a bye week, it's not just time to kick your feet up and relax, still get some work done.
1: So here's a streak that the Aztecs hope to keep intact. Lewis, Aztecs are now 14-0 in games on Steve Fisher Court this season. That is one win short of perfection at home. If, and a big if, they did manage to win that, it would mark an Aztec's first in its Division I history. The last true perfect home season was 16-0 when a Division II school did that in the 67-68 run. The Aztecs D1 era began in the 1970-72 years. Yes, Steve, a very long time ago.
0: (laughs) Uh, One quick note about San Diego State women's basketball. The Aztecs will celebrate senior night when they host Wyoming Tuesday, March 5th at Steve Fisher Court at Viejas Arena. Tip-off scheduled for six o'clock. San Diego State will be coming off a game against number 24-ranked UNLV. Aztecs currently tied for fifth in the Mountain West. And after playing at first place UNLV, of course, they will have senior night. So something to look forward to, Steve, for Aztec women's basketball
1: fans. Well, Lewis, time once again to raise them up, boys. Opa, Opa, and do the little Ricky Wrap It Up for this edition of Aztecs All In. Remember, you can keep up on the many and various updates, rumors, and sometimes even bona fide and verified news on the San Diego State University Aztecs by following the feed on the X at Aztecs underscore all underscore in. And if you have still managed to save what's left of your mind from listening into us, you can give us a piece of what little you may have to spare at the mighty Google. That's AztecsAllIn at gmail.com. So for Lewis Weiner, I'm Steve Perez saying good day. Good day. I said good day, sir.